Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And we are back. Pharrell, coast to coast. Hour number two here. On SportsGrid and SportsGrid Radio, Carver High and Joe Lisi in for Scotty on Spo- uh, right uh, on a Wednesday uh, is where we are at today. All right, Joe, a uh, couple of others for you here. Uh, and let, do you want to, before we move on to the other one, I know I, we got kind of cut off there. Do you agree with me on the defensive uh, assessment with the Chiefs uh, so far with how they've played? No, absolutely. I mean, the defense is a, you could call it a bend, but don't break type of defense. I I think they're very good in terms of red zone opportunities. I don't know if they're as dominant as the Philadelphia front seven, but again, they're very solid. So I agree with that. And maybe, maybe the under does come in. I just, you know, you have Mahomes, you have Tyree kill and those playmakers. I always, it's a, it's a lot of cushion at 50 and a half on a neutral field, but I, I tend to just lean to the over because it is Mahomes. Believe me, Joe, you know I'd rather see a 45-42 game uh, than a 2017 one. You know, I'd rather just because I you you know that with the stuff we're gonna have involved, props, touchdown scores, this, that, the other, we'd love to see a game in the 30s and 40s. I mean, that would be a blast. It just um, we don't get it very often anymore. So I'm a little nervous about maybe seeing that on Sunday morning over there in Germany, 9:30 a.m. East kick. For that game, by the way, the early start. Next, Sunday night, another game uh, in this kind of mix of really solid games coming up this week has the Buffalo Bills returning to Cincinnati for the first time, of course, since January when the game was stopped, DeMar Hamlin, etc. Joe. Uh, Josh Allen did not practice. He actually wasn't limited. He didn't practice at all today for the Bills with the right shoulder injury that he suffered Last week, they got some extra rest, of course, coming off of a Thursday night. We do welcome in all of our radio affiliates. Pharrell Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Carver High and Joe Lisi in for Scotty. Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM 159 and Sports Byline. It is great to have you with us. Uh, so there's a few things for me here, Joe. Cincinnati's playing their best ball of the entire year so far. Going into San Francisco off a of bye. Joey Burrow, Joe Silk looking like himself, getting Chase involved, their defense starting to look like the team that we saw last year. It just feels like the wrong time for the Bills to be playing them when they're missing half their starters on D. Key guys, um, Allen's banged up with his shoulder, which means even if it was a high-scoring shootout-ish type of game, I don't know if he's going to be able to keep up with that. I just think this has the makings of a really bad night for the Bills in Cincinnati on Sunday. Yeah, you would hope that they would step up, right, and, and want to erase all the negativity surrounding this season in terms of their, their losses. But I have to go with Cincinnati. I mean, it's just because it's not just Joe Burrow in regards to how good he's playing. 28-32 to 32 last week, 283, and three touchdowns. But in back-to-back games against Seattle and San Francisco, potentially two of the better rushing attacks in the NFC, they have shut them down. 
made them completely one-dimensional. They held Seattle to 87 yards. They held San Francisco well under 100 as well. So, again, that if, if Buffalo can't run the football with either Cook, Lactavius Murray, or Josh Allen on the ground, they're going to be completely one-dimensional as well, and that'll favor the Bengals' secondary heading into this ballgame. So, I like the way Burrow's playing. He's healthy, can only look Cincinnati. And you know what? I think this is the game that potentially goes. I think we see an uglier type of game, maybe like a 24 to like 17 type of ball game, Carver. And don't forget Uncle Lenny now in Buffalo, Joe. I know. Uh, Leonard Fournette now there. I actually that, saw some clips them. of him practicing today uh, for the first them. time. and. He could, uh, already acclimating to the Buffalo weather, had the the shorts on outside today. I mean, just I think he's a he's a good player. I just don't think it's exactly what they needed. Uh, I thought there was other areas. Getting Douglas for the secondary was good. Anybody's better than what they were throwing out there. Uh, so you got a guy who's played a lot of a lot of snaps and been a starter in this league in Green Bay. That helps them. The line's interesting here, Joe. In, in this. Saturday before Cincinnati beat San Francisco, this was Bills minus one and a half. Very early look-ahead line. The Bengals win, and it immediately goes to minus one and a half, gets all the way to minus three. Now we've hit Wednesday, back to minus two, Joe. So you're getting you're getting some movement. I mean, why is the line going from three to two with Allen not practicing today, Joe? What is that about? Uh- no, I think it, again, it's just anybody that you know when you when you, it's almost like trading the market. You go overextended, or a market is in motion. It has a tendency to overexceed, and in terms of momentum, right? I mean, to get the Bills on the road as a three-point dog, I mean, of course you're gonna get you're gonna get people that buy it in that type of situation. It doesn't matter if Allen's 100% healthy or not. You're expecting him to play in this ball game. So you buy the three, right? It's almost like a blind bet on the three points. And then if it comes down, you get more towards a point, a point and a half. Now you got a middle almost. So think of it that way. You can think of it that way, Joe. There's no doubt about that. You know how I think of it. Uh, I think you it think they're looks gonna very get bad. Smacked. I don't, I don't I think they're going to get smoked. I, I, uh, I don't think, I think they're going to get smoked. When you say smoke, Carver, we talked about this. That's like 14 I think two or touchdowns more. plus. Wow, uh, I tell you what, I'd Sunday be night. shocked at that. Shocked. Just the way I feel. I, I mean, that's uh, that's just the, the way that I see it. I think it's just Come on. wrong week. Wrong right. week uh, to be going to that place uh, with the way how banged up that they are right now. The Cowboys and the Eagles in Philadelphia First meeting of the year between these two. Eagles minus three right now. Total a flat 46. I think the one thing you liked the most already with this one, Joe, is you think that this thing's going to go up, up, up and away with the points. I do. I think the way both offenses broke out in terms of the Eagles against Washington and the the Cowboys against the Rams uh, in terms of the passing attack, C.D. Lamb with a big day. We saw Cooks get involved. I think it's points of plenty. And again, I lean to Philadelphia in this ballgame because I don't know if Dallas is going to have that great of success in terms of the ground attack with Tony Pollard and that offensive line. I still favor the Eagles in terms of that assessment, but I love the over here of 46 and a half, Carver. I think we get it 
into the 50s, as long as it's not, you know, frigid when this ball game takes off, right? And if we're 30, 32 degrees by game time, then maybe it might trend to the under. But right here, weather report looks good. I, I think it's over 46 and a half easy. Yeah, I mean, even even with a little bit of cold, Joe, you know, you can still get some points on the board. Well, it could be 10. 40, I mean, 38. Well, for, you know, for Dallas, you never know. That's fine. We'll be, we'll be all right. They'll be all right, Joe. They're going to make you like it. The uh, in the, if the, you like the over? I like the over. I do. That's the best play. I do. I, I'm with you on the over. I think that we could get uh, some points in this game. Um, I like it. 425 East kick. Uh, not a night game, so it is going to be a little bit better, like you said, in terms of the coldness. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. You got three really fun games uh, on Sunday between Chiefs, Dolphins, Bills, Bengals, and Cowboys Eagles. All right, Pharrell Coast to Coast here on a Wednesday. We will come back. There is golf this weekend, Joe. PGA back in Mexico. Cam Stewart with me for the usual picks. We're back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High in for Scotty here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have everybody with us here today. And it's great to see Cam Stewart again uh, because that means there's golf this weekend. That's right. Uh, we've had a couple weeks off. We return, Cam. Uh, to, we got a couple tournaments left here in the fall swing season. Uh, and they head south. To Mexico. That's right. Yes. The Worldwide Technology Championship down there. And they're actually going to be uh, at a course for the first time, Cam. Tiger designed the course that they are going to play at this week. And in all the research that I've looked at, uh, it looks like a Tiger type of place. I mean, a lot of wide open fairways, not a lot of dangerous spots, but you need to hit good shots and you can really run your score up. Good call, Carver. Yeah, and it seems really long, 7,400, but they're playing in Mexico, so that's at elevation, so I don't think the distance is going to be a problem bringing a lot of guys uh, who are, you know, medium ball hitters into play. You're right, putting's going to be key this week. You can spray it a little bit, so that's good news. And I think we have some of the same guys this week. By the way, Carver, I'm Jones in for golf. I was betting on last week's European tournament uh, with Gabe, our boy Valamaki won. We had him top 10 and 20, but not to win. The dangerous fin as the Scandinavians continue to take over the world of golf. It's amazing, Cam, uh, the Fins run uh, that the Scandinavians have been <laughs> What's going on. on here. Hockey nations, <laughs> the great of golf. <laughs> Hockey nations doing well in golf. It is amazing. All right. Before we get to our picks, we, of course, always like to give you who are the favorites? What do we have at the top? Who is the chalk? I mean, this guy, another guy who doesn't take any weeks off, Cam, is uh, Ludwig Ober. Uh, but honestly, yeah. nine to one. Under 10 to 1 now for Ludwig in these tournaments? That's a little too much for me. We've got Cameron Forever Young, Sahith Tagala, Big Bo Hostler, Emiliano Grio, Lucas Glover, Jaeger Bombs, JJ Spuds. Uh, what a board we have here of Chalk Cam. 
I like it actually, but you're right about I, Iberg or whatever the hell we call. I'm gonna call him Aberg for the rest of my life. I just can't get used to the new way. You're a very good carver, hooked on phonics. Like you said it great. He's always yeah. gonna be Aberg to me. The guy went to Texas Tech. Did he lose out money in a Ponzi scheme or something? He doesn't need to play these tournaments, but he just wants to keep on going. Like, man, this kid really likes money. That's the thing about the PGA Tour carver. I don't know what these guys do, but he's basically thinking just stack it up now for a cold rainy day and I'm gonna be rich, but very surprising. He's chalk for a reason. He wants to get that tournament. This guy's obviously heads and tails better than everybody at nine to one. We'll get a better live price unless he goes bonkers in the first round. So Tagala looked good to me this week, but we started a little bit deeper and I like your style this week. We're on a couple of the same guys. Uh, we are on a couple of the same guys. And, uh, but his only win cam, right? Let me try to backtrack here. Was that that DP world tour win, yes. right? So he yes. hasn't gotten a win over He's here right. yet, which is why I think he's still grinding all these tournaments. Because once you get that win on this side in the PGA Tour, then all of a sudden you get all those exemptions. You get uh, yeah, right. you know the big tournament of champions hit. You get all you get all the good stuff. So he's got to crack uh, himself through on that aspect. Let's look at who I've got for this week, Cam. I am going to start with one guy up at the ch at the top in the chalk, and that is Cameron Forever Young, who's looking to get his first win and we've seen a few guys break through Tagala finally got his uh, earlier in the swing season it's gonna come at some point it will. I know that I've been I've wasted a lot of tickets uh, on this guy trying to win Cam, but I'm gonna go after him again Cameron Young at 11 to 1 for me I'm gonna go with Lucas Glover 31 we haven't seen him in a while he pops back up played very well uh, of course at the end of the regular season Emiliano Grio the little Argentinian with a big heart 33 to 1 he's played really consistent golf for about eight months now so let's keep riding with Grio and Justin Suh just has now become a, I'm going to keep chasing play at 50 and Davis Riley Good at call. 60 to 1 cam is where I'm heading this week I like it here's the deal we've been so close with Suh he almost broke through overseas too Carver like he's going to win one of these times too Cameron Young's yeah. a frustrating player because we've seen him come second in all these tough majors and he should have two or three wins by now you would think but he just finds a way not to get it done but still a solid player and his length that's the thing. Here's the thing about Cameron Young. It's pretty simple. He'll be there on Sunday. If he's basically, if he's putting the ball well, he'll be on page one of the leaderboard because he's going to annihilate this course with his driver. I like Lucas Glover as well. I love Emiliano Grillo, the little Argentinian that could as well. I think this is a perfect type of track for him. Underrated at that price. Spuds. You like Spawn? Let's go, Spuds. 38 to 1. JJ Spawn. He'll love some Mexican cooking. So we can't get off this guy. He's an addiction right now. KH Lee at 70. And my worst addiction is Nate Lashley. God, I need to go to AA for Nate Lashley. I don't <laughs> yeah. know why I put this guy yeah. in every week. Because if he wins, I, I, I bet him once, Carver, when he won. And that's the thing. You hit a bomb with a guy, he's always in your mind. I'm like, oh, Nate, nasty Nate can do it again. But 125 to 1, how do I say no? I, I can't. You love uh, Nate Lashley. <laughs> you love that dude, Cam. That I, is I, that I, is one I, of your guys. Yes, you love is. going to him. That's yes, like he's Nate like Lashley. your smother man uh, yeah. to me. I had one big hit with the smother man on the first round leader bombs, and now I never go away from him anymore. Uh, here's my top top tens and twenties for me. Uh, I'm not going to completely li leave uh, Aubert off of oh, my yeah, card uh, I, he's in every single tournament that he's in uh, so why not a top 10 at plus 120 uh, to have a little something on him Bo Hostler top 10 at 280 Lucas Glover top 10 at 3 to 1 Cameron Champ you said it Cam 7400 yards what is the, what's the only thing this guy does well 
hits the ball a ton off the tee. So let's get champ in there at two to one. We've got Mark put the Hubbard in the cupboard at top 20 at plus 210 because he never wins, but he's always been hanging around uh, the last few months. And let's start the Maverick McNeely uh, re, re, you know, return tour, Cam. Uh, the rejuvenation yeah. of Maverick McNeely coming back from all these injuries, plus 300 for a top 20. He loves Mexico, Cam. Let's make it happen. He loves everything. He loves everything, but just getting that win. He loves top fives. He loves top tens. He loves top twenties. He's due, Carver. I'm going to make a bet. He'll win this year. He's going to. I'm with you, Abe, or whatever you want to call him. It sounds like a cheese, but at plus 120, we're in. I love it. And another thing is, if he's there on Sunday, we can hedge out if one of our guys is there. So, you know what? No need to bet him at 9-1. to one. Tagala, this guy's a monster. Plus 170, always in contention. Wouldn't be surprised if he won. Patea, another guy I think that will play well this week. Plus 135. Hey, I'm with you. Carver, we went shopping together. Let's load up the cupboard with treats for the Bills and Bengals game this week. Good quality items at plus 210. And what am I doing? Who's my other guy down there at the bottom? Oh, yeah. Giddy up with Goddard What? Giddy up with Chris Goddard up. Plus 260. Let's go. Your boy got her up and get him down. Uh, Christopher got her up and get him down Uh, right there. That's one of your guys. We love him. Uh, Next, uh, the first round leader bombs uh for you we are going to start with svensson i always like him for first round leader 50 to 1 andrew putnam 65 to 1 vince the butler whaley at 75 to 1 zach blair at a buck 10 how about henrik norlander at 110 and who are we going to cook with gas this week for the long real long shot cam austin cook turn on the fryer 170 to 1 for the first round leader bomb let's go Let's go chicken wings in the grease with the cook. And I'll tell you one thing. Watch out for Norlander. This guy, honest to God, that's a wicked pick, Carver. I'm riding it. Take a look at this guy's recent results. He's been almost like the first-round leader, like, all the time. He's always on page one. He should be, like, 40 to 1. That is a great price. And the Canadian Svensson, he likes to linger around the top, too. Watch out for guys like K.H. Lee in the first round as well. These are uh, a lot of Thursday Warriors there on that yep. list uh, that I put up, including Henry, Henrik Norlander. Uh, too yep. big a price for how he's played uh, during the swing season. He, he's been involved in a lot of these tournaments, that's for sure. All right, Cam, the Worldwide Technology Championship in Mexico. Next week, the Butterfield Bermuda Championship. We're going to Bermuda next week, Cam, and then the RSM Classic uh to, to before we shut it down before thanksgiving so we've got two more weeks of golf after this one but let's cash the tickets this week cam let's go me and you how about emiliano grillo for both of us cam at 30 to 1 oh, this week let's I, make I it happen baby Glover, grillo anybody on our list carver and we'll just roll it into the bills Bengals game in the nfl because that's the way we do it buddy oh, let's hit a big one this boy. week let's roll big ticket uh, All right, Cam, we'll see you tonight with Gabe, 10 p.m. Sports Rage Late Night. All right, for El Coast to Coast, we're back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh. (laughs) <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. This is a whole new jungle. This is The Lion's Share. Brought to you by BetMGM.
And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High in for Scotty here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have you with us. It is time for the Lion's Share, brought to you by BetMGM. Every day, we have Davis Maddock with us. You see him Saturday mornings on Fantasy Sports Today. Uh, Davis, great to see you as always, buddy. We got You got a little bit of everything on the plate uh, here today. So before we get into your pick for the World Series game tonight. Let me at least uh, go back a little bit for last night with you, and then you can lead us into where you think it goes tonight. It's tough when you run these bullpen games, especially World Series game four. Um, you're rolling the dice. You never know what you're going to get. And unfortunately for Tori Lavulo and the Diamondbacks, uh, Snake Eyes Davis uh, last night trying to run the bullpen game in game four. I mean, I would say in this to Scotty, like the just the idea of a bullpen game in game four of the World Series, I just, frankly, I don't like it much. I think, you know, maybe, look, I am, uh, I'm 31 years old. I'm not that old, but I'm definitely not, I'm definitely not a kid, right? I'm not always open to these new ideas and the idea that you don't have either one that your best starter can't go on three days rest. I mean, we have seen teams do that in these postseason series to like, I guess it depends on how you want to filter the results. Uh, my experience was watching Madison Bumgarner do it on three days rest and shutting out the Kansas City Royals for seven innings. So I've seen it go pretty well. Obviously, it's gone pretty bad. That would be what I would do if I was in charge of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now, I actually don't know what you know sort of the you know not that all analytics is the same thing and that every team's analytics department would agree but i do kind of wonder what the analytics would say on that bullpen game you know coming in with a bullpen that was very good in the regular season but it struggled honestly in the postseason the, the diamondbacks bullpen had not been really what has gotten them there and I, I think kind of Texas just played old-fashioned baseball. You know, Andrew Heaney, you're getting five innings. Do what you need to do. Don't walk anyone. Uh, Corey Seager now has the second most home runs. This is a crazy stat. Second most home runs of any shortstop ever in Major League Baseball postseason history. That's pretty crazy, right? And I, uh, yeah, yeah I, I think the I think the better team won last night. Yeah, I, I think you're going to get a lot of crazies because, look, I don't think the Diamondbacks are winning the next three games. Corey Seager is going to win the MVP of this World Series. And uh, rarefied air, right? Only him and Reggie to win World Series MVP with two different teams. So that's uh, really going to be big for Seager. Just to go back, like Nelson, I know it's hindsight. You're looking back now and you can say this. Nelson pitched so good. Like, why wouldn't you just start him like last night? And I, and I know you... You don't know if you're going to get that. There's a lot more pressure starting the game. It's scoreless than throwing a guy in when they're down 10 runs and he gives you five quality innings. I mean, he was gave up one run over five and a third last night. But at least he started all year. Like, he's a starting pitcher. If he sucks, you get him out in the second uh, when it's 4 nothing, and you piece it from there. Like, it just it makes absolutely no sense. But saying all that, Davis, what do we like tonight? Do we go back to Arlington on Friday? We do. Uh, we're going back now. This is this is the this is the deal. I think the Diamondbacks are. I mean, if you're if every game in the series is going to be priced at minus one ten. I mean, has any game in the series been priced deeper than minus one twenty? Like we're talking about like three percent shifts in win equity there. I mostly think you should just take the better starting pitcher in most of these games, which is what I have done. Now, Eovaldi did have like a really good regular season. I, uh, I've got, I've round trip Nate Eovaldi, loved him as a Marlin, hated him as a Red Sox. 
been kind of in and out on him this year. But I, I really like Zach Gallon. I think Gallon is probably the best starting pitcher, given that Max Scherzer is, what, 35? Like, I, I think Gallon, pitch for pitch, probably the best pitcher overall in this series. Now, he did not do so hot in his first game in that 5-6 to six loss when he gave up three earned runs. Really, the, the problem was there. He walked four guys. That's not really Zach Allen's M.O. Uh, regular season, he had a 5% walk rate. So I am I am going back on Gallon here. And it feels like, you know, Garcia being banged up, removed from the playoff roster for at least last night. Like, that feels like a pretty big deal. I mean, Garcia is... Well, Seager is their best hitter, but Garcia is, is their best power hitter, I think you could pretty comfortably say. So I feel like there's just some small tension there. You know, I, I'm going I'm going with the Diamondbacks. I wouldn't say it's like a 100% conviction play here, but I think the, the percentage stuff lines up for Arizona. It just feels, you know, he's had so many big moments for them. You're right. It should be more significant that they don't have Garcia for the rest of this World Series, but with it being 3-1, it's like, all right, well, I, they're probably going to get through it, uh, and Seager's been so good, and even their other guys have been good, too. Simeon show, you know, Simeon picking up the slack last night makes a huge difference because he gave you Garcia-type numbers uh, there out of the leadoff spot. So I'm with you. I think the Diamondbacks win tonight, and we get ourselves another game uh, Friday night in Arlington, uh, and we can see uh, Merrill Kelly uh, go one more time against Jordan Montgomery. Let's hope that we get there. All right, next, we'll go to the Maction for Wednesday night. I was getting kind of used to, Davis, the Tuesday and Wednesday night Conference USA. Like, we really had Sam Houston stayed and UTEP and all these teams down, and now the Max got to come and just throw the wrench and everything and show back up on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. What do you like tonight? Well, so you definitely are right about that. My my process of breaking down these games, I, I had two picks last night, and I, like, literally, I don't remember a kickoff happening and being like, oh, well, I bet the wrong side here. I, I, had, the, I had the wrong side in the Buffalo game, like, immediately. They gave up a 98-yard kick return in the snow, and I was like, well, all right, this team, this team did not come to play. So we are transitioning, you know, fair warning to everyone. We are transitioning over. We are, we are analyzing a new conference here. I'm pretty familiar with the Bowling Green State University system, have been for a long time. They have a new coach now, but they've been running the same system forever. Uh, they're, they're kind of like the knockoff Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. They, they run that air raid. They really only feature one running back, but they have about nine wide receivers out there who are involved. And they are up against Ball State tonight. Ball State, uh, honestly, is one of the worst teams that exists in, in, in you know, the, the FBS right now. Like, they are absolutely brutal. They have more interceptions than touchdowns as a team. Uh, I believe they, they almost have more fumbles than rushing touchdowns as a team. So we are taking Bowling Green at home, minus 5.5 points. Now, a 5.5-point favorite in a college football game with a total under 40 not a service academy. I mean, how many times have you ever seen that line in your life? Like the the, the Ball State team total here is like non-existent. That's a very rare thing to see. Non-existent, uh, almost more than rare, as you say, for the Maction tonight. And maybe we'll get a little weather. They had good weather in the Mac last night. That was a lot of fun uh, watching all that weather. So it was. That's the other good part about getting these Mac games. All right, we have a lot of NBA tonight. Huge slate, and you would like to start. Lakers Clippers uh Davis in fact I mean geez the Clippers have beaten the Lakers what are they at now 11 12 in a row uh straight in the regular season 
Yes, they have been smoking them. Now, this is not actually an opportunity that we get all that often in the regular season. Like, generally speaking, this is going to be closer to around the trade deadline. But it's just, like, kind of a tough ask to lose, like, three of your rotation players and then have another guy out with injury. That's the situation the Clippers are in. Robert Covington, Nick Batum. Uh, I mean, Covington was actually starting for the Clippers, and then Batum was their first guy off the bench. They're both gone. They're, and, and their replacements have not arrived yet. So the guys they just traded for from Philadelphia, P.J. Tucker and James Harden, they're not, they're not good to go. They're not going to be in the lineup tonight. And the Lakers are FLL. They got, they got no one out. Uh, even, I think Rui Hachimura might even be back in the lineup. He missed two games ago. And I've been saying this a lot, uh, and, and it's really it's just about like LeBron is like 100% healthy right now, and so is Anthony Davis. I don't know how much that is going to be true this season and they're playing crazy minutes like uh, we were on we were on the lakers the other night like if i'm gonna get 38 minutes of lebron 35 minutes anthony davis like full effort from those guys i i mean that's about as good of a team other than the nuggets that exist in the western conference so we are taking the lakers over the clippers tonight and i know this uh, this stuff changes but the, the nba it's very hard throughout the day uh sham sharni had just tweeted that pj tucker's hoping to play tonight this is a minute ago he tweeted this. Hoping there to play tonight, but his debut is contingent on all players in the trade passing their physicals. Tucker is not listed on the Clippers injury report for today. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George also are not listed on the Clippers injury report after a back-to-back. They are expected to play tonight against the Lakers as well. Grizzlies and the Jazz in Utah, Davis. All right. I can't believe I'm doing this on the Grizzlies because I actually am starting to buy into, like, this is kind of brutal for them. They they are missing too many rotation guys. But the Jazz, I mean, I think the Jazz was a really fun experience last year. They are really having a hard time scoring this year, which I guess is generally going to be the case when you don't really have a point guard. You have four point guards, which means you don't really have one. The Jazz are, you know, off to a way worse start than they were last season i'm taking the now the jazz it is a hard place to play on the road so you know we'll we'll take that for what it's worth i also i'm like the world's biggest marcus smart believer and i just don't believe he's gonna like go into this locker room with owen four and be like yeah it's totally acceptable it's fine so we're taking the grizzlies here on the road yeah grizzlies uh me and scotty were talking about this last week it's gonna be tough for them these first 25 games not having ja not having steven adams not like it's just a lot uh, for them with a pretty difficult schedule out of the gates as well. Quickly, Davis, 10 seconds. You got anything for me for the Steelers and the Titans tomorrow night? Quick, Take something. First touchdown. Give Titans. me something. Love it. Love Take it. Take the first, Titans. First wow. Chig. First touchdown, Chig. Ooh. All right. There you go. Uh, Davis Maddock, the Lion's Share, brought to you by Bet MGM. We're back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High and Joe Lisi in for Scotty here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Good to have you with us. Uh, BetMGM always taking care of people, that's for sure. BetMGM customers can receive a 25% increased odds boost token to use on an NHL wager. That's with a minimum minus 300 odds, max stake of $25. Uh, there it is for you right there. 25% increased odds boost. You got to sign in to your BetMGM account to get the details. NHL odds boost token, BetMGM. Let's go. Hockey's back, baby. Get on the ice uh, with BetMGM later tonight. Okay, Joe, a few more things in the NFL, and then at the start of next hour, I'll start to get you through all the college, which I know you're salivating for. Uh, lots of coaches for you on a Wednesday, as always. First, Lions are heading into the bye. Uh, and one more thing, Pickett, uh, no designation. Joe, practiced in full today for the Steelers. So as he told reporters yesterday, he's going to be good to go tomorrow night against the Titans at the place the Steelers play for Thursday night football. The Lions are going into the bye after a win over the Raiders on Monday night. Six and two, looking good. And leading into, uh, I'll show you the NFC odds we got to hear Dan Campbell uh, talk about his team going into the bye. I think it's perfect. It, this is perfect timing. Uh, this is exactly when I know you you really want it. I just know for where we're at, it's perfect. Here we are after eight weeks. That, and then if you count training camp, that's, you know, we're talking about 13 weeks, somewhere in there. So um, it couldn't have come at a better time. I think we're going to get reinforcements back, you know, when we get back for the Chargers that are going to be critical to, uh, to helping us. Like, Joe, like, he's at, I mean, he's, he's not really saying anything that isn't known. Like, when you get your buy in week nine, you're getting it in, in the legit, absolute middle of the season. So it would be the perfect time for anyone uh, to get their buy. You play eight games, buy. You play another eight games. It's actually the best time. I know those, a lot of teams, Joe, now, since this new format and everything, they actually like the late November bye, and we've seen some teams take that late November bye uh, into deep playoff runs like the year the Bucks won with Brady a few years back. So sometimes the late November bye is a big advantage. No, it is. And when you can rest your body before the last half of the season in terms of maybe the last four or five games, that helps you in terms of the playoffs, especially in terms of the interior linemen, right? Offensive line, defensive line, those players get an opportunity to heal along with running backs as well. So it's always a good benefit to see those players rest up later rather than sooner. Broncos, Jaguars, and the Niners also uh, get the smack dab in the middle of the season by coming up this week. So that lion uh, cut leads me into the odds to win the NFC, Joe, because uh, the Lions are six and two. You have the Eagles now at seven and one. Niners are five and three. Uh, Eagles two to one. Niners plus two fifty. Cowboys plus four fifty. Lions six to one. And then you get into the Seahawks, Saints, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I laid a scenario out for you a couple weeks ago about the Lions that I didn't think they could go on the road both weeks into January to beat uh, the Niners and the Eagles uh, potentially. But what if they could get some of those games in Ford Field and six and two into the bye and a very manageable schedule coming out? There's a chance, Joe, uh, that they could play one of those big teams in their building. Yeah, I think they're the second-best team behind the Eagles right now in terms of how they're playing and in terms of how Jared Goff is playing just from an offensive perspective. And you have a playmaker now 
in Jameer Gibbs that showcased his big playability. 150-plus total yards in terms of rushing and receiving, 120 on the ground. I mean, if they could show and utilize his versatility more now in the second half of the season, when David Montgomery potentially does come back, they're going to be a lethal dynamic one-two combo. And it's very hard for defenses to account for Gibbs in terms of the short-term intermediate passing game as well. So we'll see how that plays out for the passing attack of the Lions. On the AFC side, Joe, the Chiefs are plus 240. Then the Dolphins are plus 450. So the top two two teams on that AFC board are going to play in Germany on Sunday morning. As we mentioned, the Ravens are plus 550. Then the Bills... Bengals at 850, Jags 6-2 and two at 11-1, and one, and then the Browns, Chargers, etc. You'll see if the Bengals can beat the Bills Sunday night, Joe, those two at the minimum flip uh, in those order uh, there between Buffalo and Cincinnati. Yes, but I told you the other night, and I'll stick to it, I still believe right now, and I'm not talking, you know, potential where they could be down four or five weeks down the road. Right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars, I believe, are the second-best team in terms of how they're playing from an offensive-defensive perspective. Like the way the rushing attack has looked, the continuity in terms of the offensive line, and that defense is forcing turnovers that if the playoffs started tomorrow, Carver, I believe Jacksonville would make a deep run. And let's not forget they're battle-tested on the road. That's another benefit in terms of if you're looking at playoff contenders, teams that can run the football and win on the road do very well in terms of the playoffs. Well, there's one thing that they are the best at, Joe, uh, and that's taking you to the window this year. Uh, the Jaguars are on the top of the mountain in terms of the best teams against the spread so far this year. Not only 6-2 and two straight up, Six and two against the number as well. Them and the Miami Dolphins, uh, both six and two. The Lions as well at six and two against the spread. You also have the Eagles, Cowboys, Chiefs, Ravens up there at the top. You know me, I always try to find a team that maybe uh, isn't that great, but has won some games against the spread. It really is, Joe. I guess the Titans, they only have three wins. The Bucks only have three. You got a few in there, but for the most part, that those teams at the top, uh, have won those games and they're covering in them. Yeah, any anytime Carver, you can win games and and cover. That's an added benefit. So so I agree with you. I mean Jacksonville and Miami right there, and the Eagles and Lions are you know top four teams in their respective conferences. You know right there, and the Dolphins are there. The Dolphins, in order to make a playoff run, I want to see them run the football much better in terms of better competition. Bills and Eagles, they're going to have an opportunity this week with the Kansas City Chiefs. So Saints, though. I mean, oh, look at that list that's coming up. Terrible. This is against the spread, uh, the worst team so far. You expect to see the Panthers up there, 1-5-1. One, and one. Falcons, Joe, 4-4, uh, four and four, straight up, 2-6 and six against the number. Uh, same deal, like you said, the Saints, 2-5-1 and one against the number. The Bills are 5-3 and three straight up, 3-5 and five against the number. Yeah, but they've been laying some big wood, though, Carver. I mean, think about what they laid in, in regards to New England. What was it, nine and a half? And they laid eight and a half uh, against yeah. Tampa Bay. They 14 didn't against the those. Giants. 14 yeah. and a half Giants on that side. Those Sunday are three losses game. right there. I mean, they lost the yeah, Jacksonville they, game. Yeah. I mean, that one hurt, too. But that was a low number, five yeah, and a half. Well, they haven't, they haven't played well for a while, uh, Joe, To be as I continue to say to you. They haven't played well in a while uh, going into this game. 
with Cincinnati coming up. But the Falcons are the team we talk about a lot. And every game is under three, the number, one way or the other. They're down to the end. And to see them two and six against the spread with how short those numbers are, it tells you how many one, two, three-point games they've had themselves involved with this year. Uh, hopefully that changes now that they have Heineke in, in the saddle. Hopefully they start well, covering these games. Well, I think they can make a playoff run if if, they, if Heineke, you know, shows consistency without a doubt. I mean, yeah, you know, definitely he's going to – he's a gutty player. You know that. So they're never out of it, you know, in regards to Taylor Heineke. He's mobile. He can make the proper reads, and he has a live arm. He can make every throw. So – That'll benefit the passing attack. You mentioned it. Got to get the football more to Drake London and Kyle Pitts. And now you have Algier and you have Bijan Robinson as it relates to the rushing attack. They're going to be solid. And Heineke can tuck it and run as well. Really, though, you look at it, Joe, and just quickly, and then I'll move on to the next thing. In the, AF, in the NFC, the middle to bottom is so bad that the Saints and the Falcons – they could both make the playoffs. One is the division winner and one is the, the last, you know, wild card, the seventh seed. Because these teams just aren't good. I mean, who knows what's going to happen in Minnesota? They're four and four. The Saints are four and four. The Falcons are four and four. The Rams and Washington are three and five. Green Bay's got two wins. Giants have two wins. Uh, it's gonna be, I think it's going to be one of those two. They're both going to get in, Joe. Whoever doesn't win the South is going to get that last spot. And if we're talking both of those teams, I would think, you know, it, would Heineke give a better shot with Atlanta because of Heineke than Carr and that offense in New Orleans? Dennis Allen coaching that team down from an offensive perspective. So inconsistent. They, they, they don't. They don't. They don't even utilize Kamara correctly. Their best weapon right now is Taysom Hill, and he's a tight end. I mean, the door is there. If any of those three and five or two and six teams, like, got hot and sometimes that happens joe in the second half you see teams start slow play better over the second half one of those teams got hot it ain't impossible for them i mean if you want to take a make the playoff number for some of those teams sitting at three and five or two and six in the nfc right now uh it's not out of the question uh for any of them if you look through some schedules scratch uh the commanders off that list Okay, you can, you well, can I mean, scrap they're, they're selling, yeah. they're selling it all. Well, forget the I mean, selling. Just, it didn't matter. Even if they had all their parts, Ron Rivera, he's next. Chopped. It's coming. Chopped. Give it to the enemy. Chopped. They're going to lose in New England on Sunday, Joe? You're going to back Mac Jones and Bill uh, at home on Sunday? You're you going to back. Let me. Let me side. Okay. Are That's... you going to back Sam Howell and Ron Rivera in that spot? You know, it's probably, let me just say this, it's probably a spot that you should take the commanders because we talk about it. Yeah, they they pushed. They were catching seven, right? But games that they should win, they lose, a la the Giants, and games that they don't expect to show, Atlanta, they win. So everybody's expecting Bilicek to dominate. You probably take the commanders, you win. But I'm laying it. He sucks. I can't take him. <laughs> Not Riverboat Terrible. Ron. Not Terrible. Riverboat Ron. Uh, Joe loves this list I give him every week. Uh, the best teams to the over. There's not many uh, because overs have been tough to come by so far in the NFL season through eight weeks. But Ugh. there are a few teams, Joe, that have done it for you. The Colts, the Bears, 
The Cardinals. How about yes. that? I mean, you talk, the Cardinals. You talk about the some Cardinals. offensively challenged teams. Now, the Dolphins you expect to see there, and they're only 5-3 and three to the over with their high-powered offense. But to see the Colts and the Cardinals and the Bears on that list, but that's well, kind of well, telling. But you got defenses giving up a lot of points. you got to factor And you that got out. Minshew. I mean, Minshew's a gunslinger. I mean, you know, Minshew has played Every, more than AR. He's another guy. Every game's right. an adventure. Uh, with he's every game's an adventure with Minshew. The get the games are nuts. Uh, he's gonna give the ball to the other team. He's gonna get. He's gonna have crazy touchdown drives. The under list is so long, Joe. I mean, look at this. Vikings seven of eight games to the under. The Giants seven of eight games to the under. Steelers, Bucks, Saints. Why win forty to twenty when you can lose thirteen ten? There it is, Joe. There's your list. The best under teams. That's the Dr. Evil uh, methodology, right? Like, we're going to run it yeah. right into the ground. We're going we're gonna to run we're it. Gonna, that's it. That's the, that's the list. <laughs> we want to run it. Uh, Joe, a lot of unders uh, this year, that's for sure. All right, Pharrell Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. We'll come back. We'll do this day in sports. And at the top of the next hour, college football for Joe. Big weekend, massive uh, coming up. We're back on the grid right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Wednesday. Carver High and Joe Lisi in for Scotty on SportsGrid and SportsGrid Radio. All right, Joe, it is time for a very, very extensive this day in Carver High history. 1959, Jim Brown runs for five tutties against the Colts. Jim going off also in 59. Canadians goalie Jock Plant becomes the first goalie to wear a fiberglass protective face mask what 64 jim brown again he runs for a buck 49 against the steelers first nfl player to exceed 10,000 career yards 1964 len dawson passes for 435 and six tutties i thought they didn't throw the ball like that back in that time joe 1966 sandy koufax unanimous cy young award winner 66 nfl awards a franchise to new orleans they would be called the saints 68, Tigers pitcher Denny McLean named unanimous AL Cy Young Award winner. He won 31 games that year, Joe. He was 31-6 and six in 1968. 31 wins. Uh, entire starting rotations don't get 31 wins uh, in today's MLB. 92, Jets wide receiver Al Toon becomes the 10th NFL player to make a reception in 100 straight games. 97, LSU running back Kevin Falk. Blue yes. collar goes for 212 and five tutties in a 63-28 win over Kentucky. Joe had the over. Also in 97, Nebraska coach Tom Osborne records his 250th win in his 25th season. He was the fastest to reach those milestones. 97, NC statewide receiver Tory Holt, five touchdown grabs in a 48-35 loss to Florida State. Joe had NC State that day. 2000, Pat Riley becomes only the second coach in NBA history to get 1,000 regular season victories. 2003, 
Pitt wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald establishes a new record with a touchdown catch in 14 straight games. Martina Hingis in 2007 admits to testing positive for cocaine during Wimbledon. That is not allowed. The Giants beat the Rangers in 2020. The Astros robbed everybody with the garbage cans in 2017. They beat the Dodgers in Game 7 to win the World Series. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.